Nerd girl, I don't deserve you. I don't get the references you refer to. I love your lips, my in your lack of perfume. I hope to get you home my curfew. Word up! There's a special kind of girl that goes to my shows. And I don't mean the groupie hoes all along the front row. She's more like a wallflower, like the one that's like a snipe. I'm a lexer when I'm with her, cause I think I like her type. She might seem shy in person, it's so loud, she's always nervous. But the verdict is she's worth it, she ain't crap, I don't deserve it. She look like Emily Strange, always raving about her Hello and welcome to the I Want More Comics podcast, episode 24. I'm Zach. I'm Richie. And I'm Sean. And here we are. We are almost to Wait, the big uh, I have a question. 25. I have a question. Yes. What's that? What happened to Keith? What? Um, <laughs> where's Keith? Who? Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. So uh, I just really threw a monkey wrench in your plans, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> so, where's Keith? So, uh, so for the people who've been listening to the show for a little while, um, you may have noticed that there was uh, another uh, member. Uh, it was uh, Keith. Uh, it's uh, turned into one of those things where it's it's really hard to sit down uh, when you're running a business and you're trying to do um, a lot of the stuff around here. Um, it's hard to do these these nights. We do it usually at night. Mm-hmm. We usually do it during business hours, and it's uh, really hard for us to break away, um, and especially for four of us to break away. So um, Keith um, is going to be uh, stopping by from time to time if there's a you know, thing that, uh, that, you know, he's particularly interested. Yeah. Particularly hyped up about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean like he's still the X-Men expert and things like that. So, uh, but until then we're, uh, it's going to be Sean, uh, Richie and I, we're going to be rolling along with like Highlander eventually where it's down to just one (laughs) person. person, It's it's actually like getting the Phoenix. (laughs) There can be only one. That's right. (laughs) As one dies, we become stronger. (laughs) I mean, I could just end this now and take y'all both out. I mean, well, okay. (laughs) So then you gotta do all the uh, the prep and you gotta do all this stuff. So oh, that sounds that. like work. All right, you guys are you guys are spared. Okay, that's what I thought. Success. Um. So so yeah. So you'll still be hearing uh, from Keith. It just won't be as often. So, so. now we're three amigos. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna be a Chevy Chase. By the oh, way, I'm not your friends. I'm Chevy Chase. I I, I throw <laughs> you that know one the down three there. amigos are friends. <laughs> Richie's gonna be. Uh, he's um, Martin Short. Yep, yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> he's a silent Bob looking Martin Short. That's fantastic. You're hilarious today. Uh, this guy. So, yeah, this guy. This guy. So let's just jump into news right now. <clears throat> we have to? No, we, yeah, we yes, always we jump should. into news. Why don't we jump into something else like like a cool martini or something? We can. I will enjoy a cool martini while he jumps into the news. How's All right, great? fine. News it is. We should get a shaker and do the shaking noises. <laughs> uh, so today, just released was the Guardians of the Galaxy teaser yes. for the trailer. For the movie that came out a couple years ago? No, no, for the new one, Volume Dose. Volume There's a new one? Didn't we two. answer all the Guardians questions in the first one? Uh, no. no. So we had more questions? Yes, there's more questions. There's more things to do. Uh, so and I don't know do if you guys saw one? it. I did. Okay. I, I, it looked awesome, and I'm excited for a new trailer. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, it didn't show... A ton because nope. it is just a teaser. It's to a, a teaser trailer. for a trailer, which, <laughs> which is, is the new thing in today's I society. Yeah, I hate We're, those so much. I don't this watch is them. The world I'm, we live in now. I'm, I'm never watching these. <laughs> teaser for a trailer. You're dumb. I, when it comes to this kind of geeky stuff, I have to. When they go, when they go, we're gonna show you the teaser for the girl on the train. Yeah. Don't care. Not gonna watch it. Don't care. But when it's like, like today, also, um, I guess this kind of, you know, goes into everything. Hugh Jackman on Twitter put out a six-second teaser for the Logan trailer, which is going to premiere tomorrow as of this recording. Oh. Um, all it is is a black-and-white image 
the camera's panning behind him, and I believe he says something like, uh, "I wear I'm, spandex." No, kind of oh. something about he doesn't um, wear spandex. Something about I've <laughs> something about I've had powers and I've done all this stuff, and God's let it last too long. Ah, interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, kind I of mean, doing the old man Logan thing. The but, Guardians teaser was. Yeah. Uh, Chalk filled of everything everybody loved from the first one. It is the hooked on a feeling. That we were just singing that, it. and uh, it's you know kind of shows you snippets of where everybody is now. And yep. Uh, yep. at the uh, very end, you get a sweet shot of Baby Groot. Of Baby Groot. <laughs> Baby Groot's awesome. Rocket still Who's looks now great. now hanging on the shoulder of Rocket, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, so. Uh, like I said, it's one of those funny things we've talked about it many times on this podcast. But after reading the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and the Abnett and Lanning space stuff, we loved uh, Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon oh, from yeah. back then. And so to see that take hold of the world like it has, it's pretty fun to see because everyone's like, "Oh, I got to see Rocket and Groot." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we read them for years before the movies." Oh, I remember customers coming in going, "Guardians of the Galaxy. Why would I ever want to watch this movie? It's yep. got a talking tree and, yep. a, and a stupid raccoon." I'm like, "You're gonna eat all of those words." <laughs> so much <laughs> crow. <laughs> ah, it's a murder. That's You're gonna eat a murder. <laughs> it's gonna be so tasty for you. And, bring the ketchup. And uh, and pretty much everybody came in and came up to us and said, yeah, yeah, they were awesome. They were my favorites. <laughs> well, we made him bow down and kiss her hands. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was... I mean, so... so the power. Just a humble pie. Um, the, 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 the interesting thing I thought in that trailer... Excuse me. The, the interesting thing I thought in that teaser was that Yondu was uh, with the Guardians. Yeah, he's actually with them. So... It seemed like a big... a big deal, too. So. Yeah, so... Don't know what that means, but uh, that Maybe should be... Maybe he's hooked on a feeling. Mm. He Nothing? Be. Dead air? No, yeah, yeah, no, no. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> it was all... <laughs> Thanks, Mister. I'm drinking a drink. Another guy who's not paying attention. That was Sorry, almost, no. almost as good as the. Uh, he's a bad mother. Just let it hang there. <laughs> <laughs> he might say that probably six times during the work week, and we're always on top of that yeah. every single time. But Shut your today, mouth. He does it on a podcast. We just let him go. We just let it. We just let it go. You guys are ah, <laughs> hey. horrible guys. Hey. <laughs> uh, so in other news, no. <laughs> uh, Marvel has announced that uh, beginning next year. They're going to be doing the resurrection event. Nobody cares. And that is going to be a new. That's going to be a new. Uh, Zombies? No, it's going to be with the X Men. It's going to be a new take on the X Men world. Is that when the the X Men all becoming humans from the uh, Terrigen Nest? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the uh, X. The. Could happen. The there have been three books that they've announced as of this recording: uh, the Jean Grey ongoing, the Iceman ongoing, and the Weapon X ongoing. They have not given creative teams. They've only given a teaser. Isn't the Iceman like Val Kilmer. Uh, that is the, yes, it's all about Val Boo. Kilmer. I knew it. Boo. Tom Cruise is going to show up. It's going to be a Boo. fantastic comic book. This and is going to be a what fun ride podcast, today. guys. Boo. It's going to be fun uh, talk, and it kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, so now we're going to talk about Val Kilmer. Yes. Might, yeah, loved him. Might. Real genius. <laughs> I, I liked him uh, as uh, Doc Holliday. Hey, bring He's it back. Good. Get back on topic. Uh, so don't get off topic. So, from so <laughs> this so this does confirm. 
that there will be X-Men books after the death of X and the IVX uh, uh, miniseries. The rumors have been that after Death of X and after uh, Inhumans versus X-Men that they were going to be killing the X-Men, not doing any more books, or they were going to be going onto a different planet, and then they would not be part of the regular universe. That's been some of the rumors. But now... They're uh, going to be Inhumans. Uh, no idea, but there's going to be three books at least that have some X-Men ties to it. So it'll be interesting well, to see what they do. If they with make that. them all in humans, then they can make movies with them. I uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, also announced. Your buttons are so much fun. I know. To push. <laughs> There's like all, this giant candy-like red buttons I can just I touch whenever I want. I know. I know. Uh, in other news, our good old friends Valiant have announced that they're going to be doing a one-shot called Eric, Son of the Revolution, mm-hmm. and it is going to be Exo Man of War re-envisioned into the Divinity Universe. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> That's all right. It's going, yeah. Uh, they have some images online. It's uh, he's very uh, Russian Exo Man of War looking. So <laughs> it, that should be interesting. Uh, a big thing that was announced after New York Comic Con, funny enough, was that Justice League is going to be teaming up with the Power Rangers for a miniseries. First time that that's ever Does happened. Does Batman get his own Zord? Uh, maybe. Because that'd know. be awesome. I don't know. I just gotta Could say that this sounds terrible. Hey, I want no. him to. Ha- I want Batman to have like a freaking like. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be the negative dagger. voice on this I'm, one because uh, <laughs> you're gonna be the negative voice f- forever. <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, forever. I win. What are you talking about? Um, so here's the thing. Why I love the Justice so League Power Rangers comics though because Dude, they're that, terrible. Because no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I grew up as a kid as a I'm Power Rangers. I'm sorry about that. No, no. The the first you couple have, you seasons grown up of Power in a better Rangers. Generation. The first couple seasons of Power Rangers was awesome. I'm sure they when, when they got into it their wasn't weirdness. the first couple seasons of Power Rangers when it was like old shows that they just overdubbed Japanese. Yes, yes. Yeah, they terrible. cut they cut that they're stuff terrible. and then they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you like Godzilla too. I do. So there you go. I do. Yeah. <laughs> no accounting for that. Hey, hey. By the way, the Power Rangers is everywhere. Like you said, there's a lot of people in my generation. This is the new Transformers. This is the new thing that we're bringing back from our childhood. The generation's dumb. That you had Transformers GI Joe. <laughs> We're having Power Rangers, and I'm sure something else will rear. Change your Ninja Turtles. I'm, I'm, fight, I'm fighting yep. all of your generation. That's it. <laughs> Taking on. you all out. Like the Turtles. But uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic is actually really good. Kyle Higgins is killing it on that thing. I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the the Power Go Rangers home, comic. Go home, Richie. You're drunk. I'm not drunk. No, 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 no. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, it's it's it, and I'm excited for the movie Speaks because the on so the, many levels. the the idea of the Power Rangers. <laughs> the idea of the Power Rangers is very cool. It's very superhero. It totally. absolutely is. It's a bunch of teenagers who have Wasn't to fight. Like Voltron originally? Yes. Yeah, kind well, of. And I like Voltron too. It's I don't like stuff. Voltron either. So, it's good stuff. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't like yeah. anything. I like the old guys. The really the show. They <laughs> <just> <laughs> like, yeah, you, are, you are the old guys. No! Yes, put it into one being. I'm bold. Apparently, yes. when you become a Power Ranger, you gotta wear the same colored shirts. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! You'll never destroy me. I'll become more powerful. <laughs> that is uh, that is hilarious. Um, so the and then I can stand here and go now, now, now. So something, something. I love how Zach's just like blowing past all this. Well, yes, because <laughs> it, it is his job. I know. You better, you better keep me on topic, boy. It's gonna be very hard. <laughs> so this one here is for Richie. Uh-huh. DC has announced that so this next one's important. The, yes. Ha! <laughs> Go ahead. That uh, next summer, 
Mm-hmm. For the DC Summer event, it is going to be a Bat-centric event. Oh, big surprise there. I'm Written shocked. and drawn by <laughs> Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Ooh, really? Yes. Scott Snyder's going to draw this time? Uh, no, he's going to... Capullo's going to illustrate. Joking. Yes. Just jokes, <laughs> fellas. Yes. So It's a terrible joke. <laughs> Somebody so, in the audience so is laughing. I, I could tell it was a joke with all the seriousness behind it. <laughs> That's okay, right. So, Richie, how do you feel about that? He has no feelings. I mean, it's great. Uh, everybody's clamoring for Scott Snyder, Capullo, and Will until they drop the ball, which I don't see happening, especially with their short stints now that they'll give. So, um, if they couldn't mess it up in a five-year run... Question. Yeah. Are they, is is uh, Capullo going to be able to finish Reborn first? Probably. Gosh, I hope so. Based off of Mark Miller's track record, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably why it's for summer of next year. <laughs> right. So, All right. Just, we'll keep the fingers crossed. That here. Reborn does just looks amazing, Oh, too. yeah. No, Capullo's fantastic. Well, and hey, the, get back on topic. We're I, talking about Batman. Well, what I'm very oh, interested in. Anytime I talk about Capullo, I talk about that's Batman. It. I'm rolling up your sleeve. So what I'm, what I'm very interested like in is, is how are they going to... Uh, you know, what they're going to do with a Batman-centric event into the entire universe. They didn't say that this was in the Batman books. Uh-huh. They said this was a DC event with a bat a center. You know the best part about this? Hmm. I'll find out, all, find out all about it when I go to the Comics Pro meeting. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they'll February. probably see some pages or something. Dude. They'll have pages. They'll. Yep. They, it'd be really cool if they had Scott Snyder there, because sometimes be they sweet. do stuff like that. So. That would be sweet. One of these days I I'll need come to, back and I, I won't tell, tell you my, anything. <laughs> I, one of these days I need to tell my um, meeting Scott Snyder and getting um, kind of rolled over about meeting him, which really sucked. Uh, yeah, it was it, it, it made me sad. Um, but, I mean, the thing about it is that I'm on board, of course. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the bat push that DC does where they kind of like just force feed you Batman mm-hmm. and uh, like Batman Eternal I really enjoyed but it was its own thing and I think mm-hmm. something like that where bat fans can kind of follow that without forcing Superman or Wonder Woman fans to have to read about what's going on in the Batman universe mm-hmm. um it, it's fine, but when you start adding in everything else, it just it can get a little daunting. Mm-hmm. And even as a you know a consumer, I don't want to purchase every single comic that comes out of DC simply because Batman's in it and I have to follow the story. So. Sure. No, I can. Well, we'll see what we'll see what they people do. People like they, to read about the world's biggest sociopath. I mean, I'm I mean, one of those people. Detective. Yes. yes. I mean, uh, so so they're going to be doing a miniseries, uh, and I'm hoping that it sticks to Scott Snyder's track record of you can read the story and you don't need to correct. read everything read else. else. Right. If you want to know what's happening with Batgirl during Court Owls, you can. But right. she doesn't have that issue or those couple issues. To not have a bearing on the main court owl yeah, story. You have to sever to know what's going so, on. That's not true. So I'm I'm very interested. Of course, Snyder and Capullo are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's and, a, uh, whatever they do. That's a be, shut up and take my money thing. That's yeah, fine. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, I'll pay for it so customers can come buy it thing. <laughs> yeah. There you and go. They will. <laughs> and they will. Like you will. Oh, I'm. I'm I'll be right in the front of the line. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, me too. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, me too. So yeah. So that was it for the news. No, I want some more news. Uh, there's no more news. Why? Because why? Just just because. So now let's get Terrible into uh, picks of the week. Oh. 
So, Richie, give us, uh, or actually, it's a joint one, isn't it, this time? Let's hold hands. Let's hold hands. I'm already yeah. Richie and Sean, you guys That's go first since you guys have the, uh, <laughs> Surprise. the same pick. What is your pick from last week? It's the end of a run that yeah, I, I mean, liked so much. <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked about it so many times on this podcast, but it is. Let's it's, do it one more time. It's Marvel Star Wars Darth Vader, number 25. Darth Vader was excellent. Oh, it, I haven't been this giddy about anything Star Wars in a long time. I was reading it and just laughing out loud. And I was like a crazy anime schoolgirl, clapping my hands together with my yeah, big oh, totally. Americanized eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. It was. It, was, it and, really was. And I was here to see it, so yes. <laughs> I... Even the backup story was awesome. There are two. There well, are two the, the site with the... Uh, oh, God, what are they called? The tribe that uh, he goes Tuscan to Raiders? Yes, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah brain don't work sometimes. I was alright. I was trying to follow you and I was like, I'm lost. I'm like, I don't know where he's going. <laughs> where is he it's going? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's two side stories to include a final chapter of the Darth Vader series. Um, again, Kieran, Kieran? Is that what Kieran Gillian. Kieran Gillian. The... The, the man knows Darth... He might have played Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know why he re, he knows <laughs> how to bring him out. And he stole his pants and he's, he probably... He probably he, him it had to get to the be, essence yeah. to write Whatever this, this guy did, he should continue to do that because I have... I've just... I've never seen is, anything... He's doing something Star Wars next. Yeah, he's doing Dr. Aphra. Yeah, That's what Dr. it was. Dr. Yeah, okay. Dr. Aphra is going to be the next series to follow this. Um, yep. We follow her... And, and she's, I definitely dig her as a character. Yes. And I need more droids. Uh, Where's droid, my killer yeah. Hitman droids? I want <laughs> they're, those. Back. They're going to be in there. So, uh, and and um, so good. My brain is totally blanking, but so is the um, um, bounty hunter Wookie. Oh yes, yes. He's going to be in that next book too. Yeah, it's all of it to me is just on point, and I can't express how on point you have to read it it's oh yeah it's been fantastic yeah from the beginning of the run all the way through it's it's worth the payoff so so one of the things i found really interesting was that even jeff lemire for the new um thanos book that's coming out mm-hmm. he's going to be writing it he said in an interview that he is pulling from darth vader and karen gillian's take of how to do a villain book because it was that good that's what jeff lemire said i was just talking with uh Tyler, one of uh, one of the guys that works here, and uh, he he's been reading this book as well. And we were just talking about how we thought we even knew Darth Vader, and we're getting new aspects of Darth Vader mm-hmm. that are that we always knew was him, but just haven't experienced it, and yeah. it makes you almost feel like surprised well, yeah, by no, his nobody antics. looked at it at, at that side of of Vader. Basically, right. nobody took that view. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a more, it's a sideways view a little bit. To, to write the character this way, but it's it was done so well. Uh, like, like I said, from so beginning good. to end, this is a, yeah. a solid book. Twenty five issues oh, yeah. of solid well, and, book. And Absolutely, I honestly Excellent. can't wait. Never for an omnibus. Never dipped. Not once. Nope. All, I didn't think so. All twenty five issues in one book. Mm-hmm. Th- that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna sit down and you should I'm buy it anyway because even if you don't like the book, you can always like use it for home self defense. Home self defense. Yeah, if somebody breaks in, you can always crush. Well, their and, and and it's that's one of right. those. It's one of those things where when I hear that people are Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And they and, and you say, well, are you reading Darth Vader? And they say, no. Just Star Wars. 
Or not even just Star Some people are like, I don't even read any of the Star Wars comics. I'm like, no, 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 no. Marvel has done a fantastic job with Star Wars. They really have, yes. Um, across the board. Mm-hmm. I think that the... I think that well, the, I think when they bought the property, they were definitely under... They felt the the need. They felt the push from oh, yeah. the fans sure. to make sure that they tried to get this as right as they could get it. Well, and the, the other especially thing is that this the, is in continuity. Well, and especially with the bold move of removing the other stuff from continuity. Yes, yeah. It, it brings a huge... Le- yeah, it brings a huge lens on, like, canon. what you're bringing out now. Yep. So... Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that a lot of people still don't know, because I have conversations all the time about the Star Wars comics when people come in here on, on like, a Wednesday. I go, well, these are in continuity. Yeah. The, what This Darth Vader, this is what Lucasfilm and Disney says has happened during this time frame. This is what Darth Vader did, this is what he said, this is how he found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, things, whatever it is, this is supposed to be in continuity. Um, and, and you can even see uh, that they're going to be, I'm sure, someday... I would not be surprised if Dr. Afra, after many years, shows up in one of the movies mm-hmm. or a TV show or right. or even just acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know, something. Oh, yeah, I want to see her in one of the movies. That would be awesome. Just the, her and the droids would be great. That would be so good. Well, and, <laughs> and, and why not? I mean, yeah. uh, without trying, with, I'm going to try to do this without giving anything away, but the Emperor's reaction to everything was excellent. Was so great. <laughs> like, well, to me, it was perfect. As it was a perfect representation of perfect. how he, how yeah. the emperor should react. One hundred percent. But and it had me fooled because the entire time I was thinking like, oh goodness, oh goodness. And when it happens, I'm just like, of course. Like, oh yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. That that that, that that's pretty much that fits. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> If you haven't read it, you the one benefit of you not jumping on something so great is that you can read it all in one shot now. Yeah. And it's something you should hunt down and do. Agreed. It's, it's just just perfect. Brilliant. Super yes. sad it's done. <laughs> yes, me but, too. But, uh, but, you know, he's going to be going on to the Dr. Afra. And, and that'll be fun to that, read, but it the, just yeah. won't have the gravitas. Well, when I found out he was writing sure. it, I was pretty I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. And if he's... I, I love the fact that he did come out and basically say, hey... I know this is the book. This book is at its height of popularity, yes, and I don't want to continue it because I don't have more story. Yep, right. this is the I story. I am totally fine if you're if you're a creator and you don't want to try cool. to just yep. randomly make up something that has no substance. That is that is perfect to me. If you want to actually have your story, have it fleshed out, yep. be able to present it and present it well. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then I mean, not continue on because yep. you don't want to ruin the story. That's awesome. Yes, that's perfect. And we all know that eventually there'll probably be another Darth Vader series someday. someday yeah, somebody else will some pick up. Yes. pick up the reins. <laughs> Good luck and, to that. <laughs> well, look, if they can write a cohesive story, I'll still be down. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, and, and there's so much, yeah. and that's one of the cool things about the Star Wars comics is there's so much stuff that you can do. And these mm-hmm. these past a uh, little while, this past year, year and a half that they've been doing this, this is um, mostly all, most of them have been in between New Hope and. Empire Strikes Back. You know, the Poe Dameron and stuff's different, but the Star Wars Darth Vader, there's still so much ground that they can cover. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic book. If you have been wanting to read a Star Wars comic, you gotta read Darth Vader. You can get it all now. So, Zach. Yes. This book that I'm looking at over yep, here yep. that you picked. Yes. I, I, I'm curious to hear why, yes. why you're making the audiences read this. Okay. So this hard, hard, this to me this harkens no. back to a '90s story. Yeah, kind that of. I yes. hated. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so my work. my pick for last week was Dead No More, the Clone Conspiracy Number One. 
Uh, this was written by Dan Slott, uh, the art by Jim Chung. Uh, so I am a, a Spider-Man fan. Uh, I am not as big of a Spider-Man fan as I am of Superman or Green Lantern or things like that. But I do like Spider-Man. I don't have a, an aversion to Spider-Man. Uh, and I like it when they do a, a good Spider-Man story. That's always really fun. And and I will say that, in my opinion, the f- uh, I just recently caught up with a lot of Spider-Man. And the first... I don't know how many issues. They're trying a diff- different take with Peter Parker, and they're doing some different things, which I really wasn't enjoying. But then the last couple issues of Amazing Spider-Man have been part of the Dead No More storyline, which is a prelude to this, this clone conspiracy. And why should they're bringing the layman, in, why, why should the layman like me care? Like you care? Because, well, we all we, so, we all know here in the store I don't have... You, yeah. I, I'm really not a Spider-Man fan. We, well, and that's the thing is that... That's the thing is that I don't know if... Because I haven't technically read or enjoyed a Spider-Man story. Well, I've read a few yeah. since then. But I haven't enjoyed one since Todd McFarlane's Torment story, which gotcha. was 91, gotcha. I think, or 90. So it's been a few years since I've really gotten into a Spider-Man story. Sure. I've tried to read them here and there since then, and they always fall flat to me. And then they no, always retcon everything that happens, which so, drives me absolutely crazy. So, so the so the things I like about this comic. Um, and, so and, why and would I, I why would I be enticed to pick it up and read it? So first of all, I think that this one shot is really good entryway into the Spider-Man. So this is just a one and done. No, it's a part of a miniseries. Okay. But but it's really good catching you up with what's going on. Um, it really sets up. Uh, some good stuff with Spider-Man and his villains. I will say that is if Batman you, in it? if Batman is not in it, if, well, I'm out. Batman <laughs> figured that you would be out. <laughs> uh, but but it is one of those things where you have to you have to be mm-hmm. you do have to be receptive to the kind of storytelling that has been in Spider-Man comics before. And what that means is that um, the thing I always think that Spider-Man works well when there's drama in it. And I know that most superhero comics have drama, and that's kind of how the superhero story is told. But this one, Spider-Man always has a little bit more, a little bit more soap opera to it. Uh, and for the past couple um, months to a year, they've been doing the more he's been running an international company. This, though, is getting back to some of the old fun bringing back some of his old villains, uh, bringing back some people who were thought to be dead, and messing with them. And it's always fun to, to mess with Peter Parker. Uh, there is a who-is-this-villain kind of thing going on right now, which I really enjoy. Uh, there's been a character who has a jackal mask, but we see that the original jackal from the clone... Uh, from the Clone Saga, uh, both of them, is not the guy that's in the mask. So we're trying to figure out who that is. And the way that they're using cloning in this book is a lot different than it was in the past. Uh Um, Clones are used to manipulate... They're being used to manipulate people to this new villain's plans. So people who have died in the Spider-Man comics before, some of them have been brought back so that people will be brought back into the fold. And i.e., that means some of his older villains. Uh, and it's it's not a spoiler because it's on the cover. Uh, Blizzard, Rhino, uh, Electro. Uh, uh-huh. Some people we haven't seen in a long time. So... So they so they're bringing that in. The backup story I thought was uh, some people are gonna hate the backup story who are hardcore uh, 
Spider-Man fans, but I really liked it because it doesn't change anything. It's not a retcon, but it does tell you something about a previous Spider-Man comic that is really uh, messed up and dark, and it kind of ties into this. Mm. So uh, I think that Dan Slott, when he writes Spider-Man, if he gets to a certain level of old-school soap opera, he can do it pretty well. Sometimes he, he wants to do something different with the character, which I applaud, but sometimes it cannot be the you know the, the funnest to read. Uh, the artwork by Jim Chung on this is amazing. Yeah, I like the artwork a lot. Uh, yeah, um, so, so to go to, back to Sean's question, I think that if you, if you have no care about anything Spider-Man and don't even like the sort of stories that Spider-Man is used to telling, you may not like this. Okay. But that's why but, but it's but but another thing that some people who do like Spider-Man have said, I was just talking to one earlier, a big Spider-Man fan, they said, Well, I didn't like the clone saga. Yeah, well, this isn't a retelling of the clone saga. That's what I thought it's, it was, it, too. It's, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's not it's not a retelling of that. It is they're bringing in some of those elements that were part of the first clone saga mm-hmm. with Gwen Stacy uh, in the seventies that Jerry Conway did. And they're bringing in some of the stuff from the Clone Saga, but 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 just some characters. It's not Kane is not in this. Ben Riley is not in this. This is not a retelling of that. All that this is is that there's a villain in a mask who's using clones of people to manipulate situations and villains, and sometimes not even not villains. Sometimes just his supporting cast, Spider-Man's supporting cast. So he's thrown into a really messed up. A kind of mystery, and he's trying to figure it out. Uh, right now, something really terrible just happened in his family, and so, like all good Spider-Man stories, if it's done, you know, well, he's at a low point, and now all this stuff is coming to uh, kind of pile on. So, I really enjoyed it. I am. Uh, I was. So, talking, are you on board for the next one? He, for oh sure? yeah, absolutely. I'm going to read this miniseries. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to read Amazing Spider-Man. These next couple um, issues that are going to tie in, and I will even say this: they announced that there was going to be a Prowler comic, yep. and I went, w- "Why? Why is there mm. a Prowler comic?" <laughs> then I caught up with Spider-Man, and he's been a major part of. Um, Spider-Man. He's kind of been what Iron Fist was to Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He's been taking over when when Peter Parker goes to an international city. Prowler takes over as Spider-Man, and so the people know that Spider-Man's right. still you know patrolling the streets. There. So he the way that he's been written and that Dan Slott has written him, he's been pretty cool. Yeah. And so now the Prowler comic is going to be tying into this clone conspiracy, and I'm going to be picking that up as well. So um, I think that if you're looking for a good Spider-Man story, I would say that you can pick up this clone conspiracy. You can jump right in. If you want to, uh, if you if you wanted to jump into Spider-Man, or if you're a last Spider-Man fan and want some kind of the more old school storytelling, uh, this is a this is a good spot. You jump to, on in. Yeah, yeah, right. I, uh, I, uh, I'm, uh, I, like I said, I, I, Spider-Man's not one of my favorites, but he is, uh, um, he, when it's written well, You're I, on board. I, I'm on board, and, uh, when it's not, uh, I, I just won't talk about it, so. Yeah, well, okay, so that's a, that's a decent pick. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that is, uh, the yeah, I was surprised. Thing, an interesting fact that people don't know is that Al- Batman has the same kind of thing when he leaves town, but Alfred just runs around with a life cord cut out and puts them on, just, like, <laughs> on rooftops and stuff. I'm, 
That's not true. That's I just I made messed, that up. I messed, right. up <laughs> I messed the Batman. <laughs> All right. He was wearing a Batman outfit in Tom King's. Yes, he, yes, he was, which <laughs> so. was awesome. Um, all right, so let's get into our spinning the racks. Tonight. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. So tonight, uh, this is from a listener from one of our Hold Slot members. He wanted us to talk about tie-in comic books. And what that means is comic books that come after something that was in other media, whether it's novels, so it's video novels, games, video games, movies, books. Yep. Maybe it was a movie first, and they decided to make a comic book adaptation yep. of said property. Yep. Exactly. So uh, famous examples of this are going to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Serenity, Halo, uh, Halo, Mortal Kombat. Yep. Uh, Dresden Files. Uh, things like that. And he said that... Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Yep. Stephen King. Yep. And he said that for Butcher. him... <laughs> he said that for him, when he got out of comics, he didn't get back into comics until he started picking up some of these tie-in stuff to the things that he liked. And that's what got him back into superhero stuff, and that was kind of his catalyst for getting back into comics. And he wanted to know what uh, we thought about them as a business, um, as fans. You know, do we think that they're... Because uh, it's something that's not really talked about most of the time. They in, were his gateway drugs. They were his gateways. <laughs> yeah. But but how do we feel about them? Interesting. Um, do, we, do we like well, them? Do we it, hate them? Do we, well, what, what's our thoughts? So, well, is it a, like from a fan standpoint? Are we uh, both. I think this, we should do both. Or is it from a business I think it should be both because that's what we do. Um, we talk about uh, us as fans and as a business. As a business, it depends upon what the property is. Well, it very much depends on the property. Serenity that's coming out next week. We ordered a lot and we're well, going to sell out. Yeah, Serenity will always sell. We're going to sell out. And well, so breaking this down really quick. Yeah. So uh, something like, say, Serenity or Buffy or maybe something that ended before fans really wanted it to end like especially right. serenity that's a huge huge one right there serenity especially um these properties ended and the the audience had nowhere else to go yeah and no. they were really really clamoring for mm-hmm. more especially with serenity buffy as well because buffy ended season seven seven yep and then they decided to do season eight as a comic book through dark horse and they've continued to do it since then actually they're up to so 11. They're, yeah they're getting up to 11 now so with Serenity, um, Serenity has it ended with the first season, which was fractured and messed up when it came out, mm-hmm. and that had a massive afterlife because the DVD sales, you know, still does, yeah. it still does, oh, and yeah. it was only thirteen episodes and a movie. Yep. Yeah, and people were nearly not <laughs> satisfied enough with no, that. My no, my first Comic Con <clears throat> was its ten year reunion. I oh think. yeah, no. so and. That, everybody wants it to be a oh show my again. Goodness. Even now, it it's been that, that long. Yeah, it's been that long, and everybody would would love to see it again. Yeah, immediately. How many years has it been? Brown coats never die. It's gonna be what two thousand and two, right? Was what it's it came out. It's been a while. Yeah, so so it's fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but so right, I could yes. never say never that a show will resurgence itself because I love Twin Peaks. Yeah, and that came out in nineteen ninety. <laughs> and they're getting next year. They're doing yep. the next season. Of they Twin just Peaks, released a teaser of that. <laughs> I'm like, see him yeah. Colin McLaughlin in a suit with the hair. T- I was yeah. like, whoa! I'm man. like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and, it's, and, and during this is way off it's topic. It's gonna be awesome. This is way off topic, but uh, seeing David Lynch sitting on one of those uh, those weird like lawn chairs that is sitting there with a baseball cap 
stopped directing. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, it's David Lynch. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, so but I'm busting so, out my acid wash in the 90s. I'll do this sometime. <laughs> I'm going to put on my tie-dye so t-shirt good. and watch the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. So, the, well, so properties that kind of die early. Yes. Um, I think they have a better and easier fan base yes. for what, what you're calling tie-in comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. So the property is not existing in its original form anymore, and it's yes. moving over to the comic book world, and fans still want it. As long as the stories are written Good. mostly well, yep. people will they'll buy it, because they want more of that character. Yep. They want yep. more of that setting. They want more of that story. People who buy Buffy have probably bought every Buffy for the many years. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Star Wars... Yeah, it's a tie. Star Wars would be a multimedia property in the first it place, is. anyway. Because it, it, it would be, but it, it went. But it started out as movies, right? It was movies, but then they also had the records you could play and read along with the with uh, the story. Yeah. They but, also had um, the well, the really really awesome Christmas special. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Life Day. Yeah, it was right. really horrible, but <laughs> it's a singing. But, then, no, but, but, but they've also had cartoons, and so. Sure. But St- Star Wars is a property that naturally is going to lend itself to something like Correct. this as well. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, like. It, no, but it is a tie-in because there are people who just read the Star Wars comics uh-huh. that don't read anything else. Yeah. So when I yeah. when I thought when you said about like as long as the characters are written correctly, I immediately went to Darth Vader. Right. Well, like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And so and so and, and, we're, and we're, the reason I'm talking about this and bringing this up in this fashion, you'll have other properties where it feels more like it's a money grab. Yes. Oh, yeah. From yes. from a from a business standpoint, when you have something mm-hmm. like, for example, video games are actually the worst. Yep. Because something like Halo or Dark Souls, which just came out, mm-hmm. or Silent Hill, the comics don't translate as well as what the video game gives you. Yeah. Because the right. video game is an immersive thing. Mm-hmm. You're playing these characters in the show, basically. You, you're playing these characters. You you get connected to them. You become to them. them yes. Is the issue in a video so game. So when you're trying to read a story that's a little uh-huh. disconnected because it doesn't have the same media, uh-huh. you're yeah. not a, you're not a, you're not spectating. You're actually sure actively participating. Sure. Right. No. Well, so and, it's and, harder for customers, I think, that I've seen anyway over the, the years we've been in store, watching people try to jump on those well, pro- type of properties when they're turned into a comic book is much more difficult. Now, you and I... Because they, they'll have an initial hit where everybody jumps on to the number one and then it just drops. Man. Right. It drops hard. But you and I play the crap out of Destiny. Yeah, I was just going to bring We play up. a lot of Destiny. So yes. if they brought out would, a Destiny Would we comic, read a Destiny I absolutely comic? would not read a Destiny I don't know comic. if I would either. I wouldn't do it. Uh, depend, for me, uh, it depends upon what it is. If it's going to be beautiful... The artists, reason why I like Destiny and still play Destiny is Destiny to me is a social hour more than it well, is no, in a video game. For sure. So it's us and it's, you know, maybe four or five or six or eight other friends and we're all hanging out well, yeah. in a chat. And we, we might even, there's times yeah. we're all doing different things I, and we're yeah, still yeah. just BSing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Online. No, for sure. You know, no, or three I of like us break off and go do something over here. I two like of us the go story in Destiny. The story in Destiny is fine, but translating it and making it more in a comic book, I don't think it's going to work. If if it if they it, got a I good wouldn't writer, be as immersed into it as I if as they I got am a with the good video. writer and they got a good artist, I would absolutely do that. I would if it was going to be some artist that we've never heard of that's really not very good, right. and some writer that we've never heard of, and it's a forest human series about something that it doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to throw it out there. I want man Matt Hollingsworth to color it. That's all. There you go. <laughs> That's all well, I know. Well, and, and so going to video games, there are exceptions. Uh, the newest Dragon Age yes. book that they've been bringing out was written by Greg Rucka. Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd, one of the other owners, you're going to hear him on a gaming podcast. I got him on a gaming out. podcast. <laughs> he, is uh, on he, podcast. he read this and said, Zach, you got to read this. Dragon Age. I'm like, this video game comic book? 
he goes, yeah, you like fantasy science fiction stuff. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, yeah. And I read the first couple. So it's because and, it's, and it's awesome. is it because it's that format? Well, this is because what, it's science fiction fantasy. Like, I was going to bring or up. because it's dragons and it's a different take. I don't. I've never played the game. So I've I actually know, never played the game I have, either. But I but have. but I like the comic that Greg Rucking did. The so. thing about it is that. There are certain video games that do lend themselves kind of like Star Wars into a multimedia facet. Yeah. Where the characters themselves have such their own personality, and Dragon Age is a big one, uh, where your characters don't have a blank persona um, that you kind of fill. The main character usually does, but Dragon Age's real gameplay so it's, it's is more, the, it's basically the surrounding characters. A completely story-driven Correct. Comic. It's Oh, it's absolutely... Pardon a video game. It's a choose-your-own-adventure video game where, okay. like, you know there's certain characters and you, have, you actually start to pick up their personalities and you kind of pick the answers towards those personalities. And so a story... You're, you're kind of playing a storyline anyway, and Dragon Age could definitely lend itself to that. Well, how know? come something like Halo doesn't work then? Well, and that's the thing I, I come comes, with Destiny know, as well. Is, how come Dark Souls didn't work? How come Assassin's well, but, Creed but didn't work? But there are people who love that Dark Souls comic, <laughs> though. And we're yeah, and there's, there are there's, loyalists yeah, on no, all but, of these. But we're oh, yeah. not, we're not yeah. ordering high numbers on those books. No, plays. not high numbers, no. You're going to get and the I'm five talking, guys like, that love it. They're under 10 copies on those books, which is for a comic book is low. Sure, That's a low order. Sure, absolutely. I'm sure some stores aren't even ordering no no I get it I get when it. I think of Halo um, Halo's huge for me and I love the story of Halo but I also think the Bungie does such a good job telling that story or so you before 343 Studios need. took it over that I never had the need to seek out more of it mm-hmm. I even read the novel mm-hmm. of it well, okay. um, and uh that novel completed really everything I needed okay. for for the video game and kind of you know I well, didn't see another story involved in it and and well, this might how much of this is can turn into something well, that that I would consider a money grab from a, from a publisher well and that's the point is for because I think all the honestly I love I love Evil Dead the two movies oh yeah oh yeah they're great movies yes all of yep. the comics I do not like at all right I don't understand why. They keep trying to produce these stories. What about Xena? Same kind of thing. To me, to me, Xena was a fun show I used to watch with my mom when I was younger. Right now, here's the thing. I never need to read the comic book. Now, now here's the thing. The reason why, the reason why you and we'll get into I guess the business side, but the reason why you do that is that you know that you have a base. Correct. You know that you know the reason why it's going to be produced anyway is you're going to have, like you said, there is absolutely a fan base. Yes. They're talking if about, happy, hey, what is this? Hey, let's go write some fan fiction. Hey, let, and then yeah, so if the original happy, publishers are like, okay, well, well, let's do something with this. Yes, and and if it, if as a publisher you say, I'm happy um, selling this number of copies every month because typically, usually, you know, it's you know, it's hard to say for everybody exactly the same thing, but most people, if they go, oh, I'm a Xena fan, they're gonna pick up Xena every month uh-huh. from now till it's end and over. People who like tie-in stuff, people who are into the subject matter, usually are hardcore diehard fans. Well, no, I think the you, Evil Dead people. I think you get hardcore people, but then I also yes. think you get people who want more from it, but they're not getting what they want out of it, so they drop it right away. Sure, there's sure there's some of that. Yes, absolutely. But I'm just saying is that that's why the Evil Dead company that that publishes that. There's like two of them. Yeah, they they <laughs> they bring that out because they know that they will sell. No, you know, um, they're not going to be selling zero copies of Evil Dead. The thing they about, know they're going to sell so much. The thing about this, and it's interesting because it doesn't. I don't think it 
completely transfers to your normal comic book base. But when you transfer from a different medium, especially television um, or video games, what you're bringing on is a very niche group of people that you're you're pandering to is in writing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of those sales come off of, especially in the Buffy world, are people that they're writing directly to Buffy fans. Yep. You know, well, and they picked up Buffy. Pretty much as it like it was a season on TV, right? Yes, you're reading storyboarded Buffy basically yeah, at much. that point. Pretty much. Well, and, and the, the weird thing about that is though, like Invader Zim is another property that started out as a cartoon from Yonan Vasquez. Yeah, I was going to bring up Avatar, and I absolutely love the cartoon. Yes, because I loved Yonan Vasquez when he when he was doing Johnny the Homicidal Maniac mm-hmm. and Squee and yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Those small runs of comics that he had done years and years ago. <laughs> when he did Invader Zim, I loved the show, but I loved it. Primarily from the voice acting, honestly. Right. The voice acting in that show was amazing. The the character that they got to play to play Gur and Zim, they played off each other so well. You right. know, and like everything in that show was done really well with action sequences, with the voice, all of it. When I tried to translate that into reading the comic book, the comic book is very flat. It felt and it's, for you. it's very hard to read it and get the same but feeling off. That of it. one we sell quite a we bit. We still of. sell it just fine because there are a lot of people that they just want to put that vision in their head. Yep. And for me, I like I would rather watch that on a TV screen. Well, sure, that's, sure. That's well, what I was trying to separate. Was like business wise, I think that when you do take that, it is partly a part of Sean's fear. I think the fact of the matter is, is that when you do create that for them, you would. I want to say it's a, probably an eighty. 20 split you know you have 80 percent you're hoping is the passion part yeah you know that it's oh this show is dead but there's still the group of us that think that you can take a storyline and burn it to the ground no matter what and just go with it uh i'm speaking from a experienced of 76 years of batman right yeah yeah. um actually to me sons of anarchy was that right I don't understand why they're still doing a Sons of Anarchy comic. Right, but there are but people that people that, want that it. genuinely love it. Yes, and then the twenty percent is there are people willing to make money off of that. Yes, you know. Well, yes. there's Sons of Anarchy. I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> fine with ordering it and selling it to whoever wants it. Right. I do not understand well, why there's and a customer honestly, base for the comic. But I think as a fan, it lends itself to kind of a walled-in group of fans. It, I've never, absolutely. I've never seen anyone like pick up Sons of Anarchy the comic book and suggest it to me without watching the television Yes, show. absolutely. Yeah. No, you no, know, you're right. They already happen. have the base for it. No, right. you're absolutely and it, right. And the same thing is, can be said for, honestly, for Twin, or not Twin Peaks, X-Files. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it's another one of those type of books. Did you know, by the way, Twin Peaks, did you know back yeah. in the day when Twin Peaks was coming out as a show, mm-hmm. they produced multiple books they because laura palmer has a diary yes you could have actually bought her diary that was featured in the show yeah and then they had a guide or a guide to the town you could have bought the guide to the town with little tidbits on all the different characters (laughs) that's awesome and then the diane tapes that kyle mclaughlin uses they actually had those in production where you could listen to him because he when he's talking to diane he's he's basically making notes for himself Mm -hmm. to remember later on about the cases so but he always addresses it as diane remind me to tell you about Blah, 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 and they'll just ramble on something. You could have actually bought those tapes back That's in awesome. the day. Those, they awesome. were cassette tapes you could have bought. Yeah, so they cool. talk about multimedia oh, in, sure. in, oh, a, sure. in a product. They like David Lynch was so far ahead of his time when he did that because he multimedia the entire thing. You can oh, hear sure. more was of that on our seasons. other podcast. I want more Twin Peaks. <laughs> That's right. I want more <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> That's right. But um, I so, just I think no, it's cool yeah. when if if you can do something like that, make it completely cohesive. Like, so if you're doing a comic book that ties into 
um, Stephen King, for example, yes. and you're tying into a book, but if you can make it all cohesive to where it's um, an extension of the story, yes, then I think it actually does better personally. Well, and, and, if and, you're trying to so, do new breakground stories, it only works yeah. in some areas. Like Star yes. Wars will work. Yeah, Star Wars will work, um, but but also uh, the one of the ones I want to talk about was uh, Dresden Files. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is a pretty large so the Dresden as as the so, so the Dresden Files comic. Every time they do a comic book, except for the very first miniseries, well, even the first miniseries, they're all in continuity, and they're all in between books. So um, between book one and two, here's this miniseries. In between book two and three, here's this miniseries. I think they're up to uh, the newest one. I think is in between like five and six or something. So so fans of those books. Clamor for that. They oh, come yeah. in here. We absolutely sell out of it every time. And we time sell we, out of it every time. Every time. Do I think that, Richie, you need to be reading Dresden Files comics? I don't think it works for you. Right. You know? Um, but I don't think that the companies that, especially that, like that as an example. Yeah, but they're, they're, going not, after, they're going after, they're an, going obvious, after an obvious set on how they want to tell their story. Yes. And you're missing part of the story if you're not reading the books. Exactly. Yes. So it's a different take on how to yes. do that medium. And, and you're right. It, a, a book has to be really well written and it has to be um, doing something um, that can bring people in if you want other people to read your comics. Mm -hmm. Most tie-in comics are only going to be um, interesting for the people who enjoy that thing. If, If you don't like Sons of Anarchy, if you have not watched the show, if you have not you know, done anything with it, you have no no idea. You're not going to be reading the Sons of Anarchy comic. I, I could see one out of every thousand people maybe walking through the maybe. door, picking up the comic and going, hey, this is kind of cool. Yeah, maybe, yes. But I, I but, know a couple that know nothing about comic books. I've shown them comics. They know that I'm into comics, mm-hmm. but they it, it could be a foreign language to them. Yes. Okay? And they found out Kurt Sutter created Lucas Stand, uh-huh. the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And desperately wa- were like wanted to be in my world. Like, well, well, how, how, how do we get that? <laughs> how do we, how, how do we get how do we get sure. one of those? And then they found out. What was that, it? The Amori Wars with Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one that we saw people I had never seen before <laughs> that liked the band that wanted the comic. <laughs> right. And that thing sold out so fast. It is out of print and it is hard as hell to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's an interesting. It is an interesting uh, kind of medium that we have. That this is this seems to be like the next phase for a dead story or a completed story from a different medium. Well, how do you take? So, what's your take on? I because I personally because now they're all into comics. Those two. Well, they, no, that's that's they will that's see, really and that's cool. what that's what I was gonna say is that I was gonna say that I think that I think that tie-in comics are great gateways. I think that those I are think good ways. They, they can be great, great gateways. gateways. I don't know if um, they are great gateways. Well, but, but but here's the thing: is that is that well, no, even so even so. What I was just going to say bad. a second ago. Look at look at the uh, cinematic tie-ins, and what yes. I'm saying is, so for back in the day, Batman Returns, yes. there was an original. Yeah. Adaptation yep. of the movie yep. that was they a did comic. it with the '89 movie. They did we, it with Batman. Yeah, and we should talk about those ones because I, I just and I'm just going to come out and say they were horrible. I don't get it. Well, they were. You're a Batman guy. I and don't they get were, it. They were awful. I've never one once watched a movie and went. I need to buy the comic of that exact same movie. But but well, studio and, or but publishing companies have been I'm doing that. I'm interested to see if Batman or Robin is better on comic book form. Yeah, because you could put your own action sequences in your head, probably. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But no, something I like that, I I, I think something like that actually doesn't 
I, I personally don't feel that they need to well, really even be produced, honestly. But because well, I don't, I don't understand why you would do something like that when you have you have the movie and you're like, I'm going to do a comic adaptation of the movie. Brilliant. Well, well, so so one of the so one of the big things I think is it's twofold. I think that a they go all oh, Batman fans will buy this, right? And then back then specifically, back in the '90s, it took a while for it to come out. And when they did those adaptations, I'm sure that there were people out there that said, oh, I'll buy the Batman Returns comic so I can, quote-unquote, rewatch the movie for the next, however, you know, back in the days when it actually took six uh, months yeah, or longer. To actually get your... Oh, for a VHS? For a VHS, <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. Not, That's a good not, pull, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um... And, and and I remember being a little kid and reading some of those it's a adaptations. Sad state of affairs, but it's a good uh, it's a good well, argument. Know, but, but yeah, I mean, in this day and age of everything is now. Yeah, that's doesn't yeah, work now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, now a Blu-ray comes out three months after it's done in the theaters. <laughs> right. But back in the old days, sometimes, sometimes now you can actually get on Netflix or Hulu or one of and the. It would be. I was going to say it's digitally, there it's available already. Even while like it's like the theater. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. I've seen movies while they were in the theater. I went and saw <laughs> Star Trek Beyond a couple weeks ago, and it comes out on November first on Blu-ray. And I mean, I saw Star Trek two weeks ago yeah. in the theaters. So, I mean, we're that close. But in the old days, it would be six months, nine months. Yeah, I remember sometimes. when it would be this comes out in the summer and you'll get you'll, you'll get your VHS just in time for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I think that there's probably a little bit of that. I okay. think, I, I'm sure that they said, let's... So, so you're saying they, for the, the movie tie-in, the one-off movie tie-in in the old days, or yes. the three-issue... Because I honestly don't think The Force Awakens, Star Wars, needed a comic adaptation. I personally don't think uh, so they needed that. So the happen. only reason why I think they're doing that, and I had a conversation with Tyler, too, about this, uh -huh. is tradition. Marvel... Because they've done it every Marvel, single time. <laughs> yes, Marvel and Dark Horse have done adaptations of every Star Wars movie. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. So, and, and there are people that own every Star Wars comic, and I think that's a tradition thing. We've always done this, so let's right. do it again. Uh, do I think that people need to read it? Because it's going to be, it's not different than, the, uh, except for a couple scenes. They actually do put a couple scenes in the comic that are not in the movie, which is kind of So for you, but, being somebody who has to watch the teaser trailer yeah. to a trailer yeah, yeah. that's going to be for a movie sure. that's like <laughs> six months away, and you're going to watch three other trailers, and then you're going to like mm -hmm. yes. postulate with other people. Uh, Absolutely. along the interwebs about it. That little bit of extra story, you would actually buy the comic book just to have that. If it, if, if it was something that wasn't represented in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying... Oh, no, like, absolutely. Totally yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy Force Awakens again in November because they're bringing out... You are... Oh, wait, you're buying the Force Awakens Star Wars comic? Yeah. Yeah. The, the adaptation? Absolutely, yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. What, so explain yourself. How is it? Okay, so... so, so, so explain here's, yourself, sir. I, well, okay. I'm very so interested in this. So, this is... Here's the thing. I have every Star Wars comic that Marvel has put out okay. so far. And it drives me nuts if I said all... So this is your OCD for, completionist. So there's, so there's some completionist stuff in there. Because you're worried that one other nerd might... No, it's say, just like, me. You it's think just you me own thing. all the Star Wars comics, but I, but I own the Force Awakens. It's just, it's just a me thing. And you couldn't argue. That's just a me thing. I have the second, movie. second of all, <laughs> second of all, um, uh, I really do like the art in it. So when when I flip through it, it's just fun to look at. Okay. Um, the couple of extra scenes in there, um, I do find is I do find fun. Well, then explain this to me. If yeah. Marvel is in continuity. Yes, and they put different scenes. Which one is more real? Uh, so, so well, no. So he, if he's saying there's extra scenes, there was there was like other stuff like that they made cut scene. So, so, oh, yeah. so in the comic book, yeah. they actually have a page of throwing Captain Phasma into the garbage chute. 
gotcha. they don't right. just cut away show, yeah. for for that. And I go, oh, that's that's pretty fun. Um, uh, also, the author of that is Chuck Windig, uh-huh. and Chuck Windig is a science fiction author who's uh-huh. also doing some of the uh, novelizations. He's also just a science fiction author in his own right. And anybody who is an author that wants to come into the world of comics, uh-huh. I'm always down for giving them some uh, um, giving them some support because gotcha. I think that they can be really cool. I'm actually really disappointed that more uh, that not more science fiction and fantasy writers jump into comics. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so so anytime that somebody does that, I think that's cool. And it's a Star Wars comic, so it's not a big. So leap for what me. kind of freedom do they have though when they make the comic itself? Like, is there? Because you say they get to add a few extra scenes. They, they add a little bit about, of that, um, and it's. It's, like for the most part, it's the script, right? Yeah, yeah. It's mostly yeah. It's it's basically the movie. Um, I mean, everything that's gonna be that, the quickest read ever for you, though. Oh yeah, yeah. You're it just is. like wah, 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 yep, wah. yep, yeah. Oh, that's new. Oh, yep, yep. Okay. That's that's pretty much that's pretty okay. much how it goes. Um, so, but I mean, it's an OCD thing, definitely for me for owning uh-huh. it. Uh, I and and also I I think that the comic is high quality. Um, if for some reason you've never seen Force Awakens, and for some reason, uh, you know it's the same story, so I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's good. Now, it's a five issue miniseries too, so it's not a huge commitment. Right. Um, if they said here's the Force, there's Awa- so many variants. Yeah, but even then the variants are beautiful, and I they are some, amazing. I, looking, I even yeah. bought some variants. I think the first one was a. You film have moto. a problem. <laughs> I thought I'd never say this to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have the Phil Noto Force Awakens number okay. one because it's a beautiful. I mean, like, I agree with you. Yes. Some of the some of the pieces are amazing. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars. And you freak. did. Ha- I mean, you had the argument when you say like the artwork's beautiful because just seeing an yes. illustrated, it's kind of like buying a bunch of mini paintings, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, I just I never thought to purchase a movie that I've seen before in art form. <laughs> And and yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I don't know it's uh, yeah when they announced it I said oh yeah I'll be picking that up and a lot of people said why and I said well I have every other Marvel Star Wars comic uh-huh. I love the Star Wars universe and world um, and I and I love the art of Star Wars so well lo- looking at looking at and honestly right now that's all that's the only place you can get a lot of Kylo Ren. F- Phasma, um, that true, kind of art. True, yeah. Um, so seeing some of those covers that they've done, which have been awesome, seeing some of the interior artwork, I think has been Speaking cool. Speaking of art, especially when we move from like TV series like yes. um, Firefly and that, how drastically does the art can make or break these series? Oh, like I, the I, think it, I think it's pretty huge. Because I know that some of them forgo the realistic look immediately and yes. just go for that cartoon look, and yes. that drives me bonkers. It drives me super bonkers. Uh, okay. I think I think that the reason why Buffy, Serenity, things like some of those other things work is because they look like, at least close to, Sarah right. Michelle Gellar, uh, Nathan Fillion, things like that. Uh-huh. If you just did a cartoon of Nathan Fillion, I don't think it would work. Right. Uh, I think that people would go, "Oh, this is." And and honestly, uh, that's one of the things that I've had a problem with with um, the Ghostbusters comics. Yeah. Is that is that they've always been cartoony? Yeah. I've, and I've why seen the doesn't same. anyone ever do just a uh, like the movies? Is, well, even just, interesting. I think some of the covers are actually realistic. Yes. yes. And they look really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's and they always go for the they always go for the real <laughs> Ghostbusters cartoon, right? Instead of the movies. Well, and, and I, I just, think that it's harder 
to do the movies. Right. I think it's harder to do really good comedy writing like they did in the movies. Uh, but but yeah, I, I get it. But there are people out there that love the Ghostbusters comic. Mm-hmm. They come in every month that it comes out. They buy the annuals. They buy the miniseries. If it says Ghostbusters, they're going to do it. So so I think that I think that tying comics. The, the question that was asked to us is is what do you think about tying comics? Are they good? Are they bad? Do you like them? Do you not like them? And I I think that that question doesn't really matter to us because no. I think it matters to who you are. If mm-hmm. you like it um I if you like the Dresden files, right. you should be picking up those comics and see if you like them. It doesn't matter if Richie doesn't like it cuz he doesn't re- you don't read I the never, books. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so so for you is the Dresden comics good or bad? No idea cuz you don't read them mm-hmm. and you're probably never going to cuz you don't care about that subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um so so that's why tie-in comics, uh, I think, has made a has has is a really good conversation to talk about because I think it depends upon who you are as a as, as a as a person and and what do you care about, mm-hmm. um, and and what what kind of things that you'd like to see. Uh, going back to our destiny, uh, yeah. destiny discussion. Right. Um, I think I love destiny and I love the story and I think that they are drolling out the story so slowly. Mm-hmm. That when the new expansion, um, um, c- you know, came in, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, "This is so awesome! This is amazing!" And then it was over, and I still wanted uh, more things to, to, um, you know, to to find out about. So right. if they said, "Here is um, a little bit more story about this one planet or this one section of Destiny," right? And the if the artwork was amazing, mm-hmm. and the writer was. You know, whoever Jeff Johns, absolutely, right. I'm well, gonna be buying that. And that's, I agree to that point. I, uh, when it comes to Destiny for me, the uh, the biggest thing was I'm on both sides because I did I loved Halo just as much as I loved Destiny, but Halo I thought was pretty straightforward with their story. Yes, Destiny does kind of shroud itself in mystery, yes. which Bungie's really good at. Mm-hmm. So, and reading a great story about another Titan or Warlock or Hunter, would, yeah. Uh, even like a fire team kind of on their mission wouldn't be the worst thing for me. I might be able to follow that. Yeah. Uh, but in those cases for me, especially I think it's because I'm an avid comic book reader. I don't know if these, these types of titles lend themselves to me because there's so many other things that I could be reading or am sure. reading at the time, sure. you know? No, so I for a it. destiny comic to squeeze in between my Batman, uh, my death of X and my, you know, uh, reborns, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for it to squeeze in there, it's going to have to be somewhat fantastic, you know. No, oh, yeah. If it's just trying to write itself to the Destiny fan base, though, all it has to really do is pander to its audience, and once yes. it does that, it's accomplished all it needs to sure. to succeed in the comic book universe. You sure. Know? And I feel like a lot of the how many of our friends would buy a Destiny comic book. You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. guys that we run with, if we said there's a Destiny comic book coming I'm, out, and they said, oh, Richie, I, Zach, Sean, Keith, can you get me that comic? I I would think maybe, like, two. Uh, but again, again, these are all real advocates. Honestly, I think the one that might jump on it is, uh, we'll use online names. His online name is Ben. I think yeah. Ben would, because Ben isn't an advocate comic book reader. Yes. You know? And I know yes. that he, he does... Uh, fancy sci- sci-fi and he's very mm-hmm. into uh, 
into the um, the universe. So I think that if they were to take it into another place, he might be the first one on board that would jump into that. Sure. You know, I, I honestly feel like most of the people that follow hardcore into um, other media titles are people that are not going to our comic book store. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, no. Uh, they, are, they are my friends that didn't know what a comic book was before yeah. they started saying Sons of Anarchy is going to have one. Yeah. They're the people that didn't. And, and for the people that do, and I think you can prove this with Smallville. Because mm-hmm. yep. Smallville is one, should be an easy, it should be an easy yep. uh, go-to, right? Mm-hmm. It should be easy as cake to take a Superman title and take it into being a comic book. Yep. And that lasted how long? A uh, year or year? two? year and a half yeah probably <laughs> probably like two years I'm gonna guess yeah. but it just dies because there are other Superman titles that we could be reading yes and are... the people who were buying Smallville were people who that was their only exposure to Superman um, mm-hmm. or to like I had a couple friends who were Smallville fans Correct. that don't read comics that wanted it yeah um, absolutely but I could see that with Gotham yeah, yeah, out. but but then again, when it gets into tie-ins to stuff that we love, because I own every single Smallville comic, of course, you do. because it's tied in with Superman. Well, so, you're, but you're 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 a, a step above my friend because I <laughs> like I know that I can see Gotham doing the same thing, going yes. down the same route. Yeah, um, one of the titles that I think that we're leaving out that I wanted to bring up uh, that is incredible is uh, that kind of took everyone by storm is Injustice. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. that's a video game. Yes. And now it's an interesting way to look at it as a tie-in because technically they used the comic book characters into a video game. Yes. And then, and then took that video game and turned it into a tie-in comic. Yes. So yes. it's a little twisted. A little but bit. But the fact of the matter is the stories were so dark. It was awesome. And yeah. the, their, their um, what is it? The like their consequence were so free, like their uh, they had um, rights were so free, they could do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted with nope. the characters, really. Yes, um, and they did, yeah, that people were really truly blown away by yes, some of the actions I, that yep. certain characters were making. Um, and they they spun a comic off of that, and that comic is still kind of hot, yeah, yeah. I mean, we still have a poll list, and we still have people coming in, absolutely. I mean, I know it's definitely a younger generation than even me, like those. The, the teenagers that are playing it on the video games that yeah. technically weren't buying the comics are now coming in and buying the comic from their video game. Yep. And it's the same thing with Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They did that for a while there. Because now, nowadays, you can't, when you talk about Batmans, it's hilarious to me that you have to add in Arkham Asylum as a mm-hmm. genre of Batman. Like, yep. it's so popular yep. and considered canon, so canon, that there's this offshoot of yes. uh, Batman experts that only know the Arkham Universe. Oh, yeah. I mean, they make uh, Harley Quinn statues and shirts and all that kind of stuff from the video games. Right, which in itself is is another use of this tie-in era, you know? Yeah. It's any... Now, as a business, any way to bring people into the comic book store is fantastic. Yes. And when it comes to, like, Arkham, it's a little easier to spin them out into Batman. actual Batman yes. titles, yep. you know? But... This is, again, one of the most interesting things I find with these comics is how secluded uh, they are when when they are their own titles, you know? Yeah. Because, again, I can't bring you into Buffy. You have got to watch Buffy. You have to understand yes. Buffy to yes. really enjoy... Because right off the bat, they're hitting you with consequences that were eight years in the making, yep. you know? Yep. Yep. And But with Batman, let's say, New 52, those comics, I can 
I can show that to anyone. Sure. Watchmen, I can show that to anyone yep. who's never read a comic and, yep. and get them to experience what I need them to experience from the medium. Mm-hmm. Where these comics, tie-in comics, I don't think produce that. They don't produce that in their writing. Even their... their, their and I don't think they want to. Mm-hmm. I think what they want to do is give you an oh crap moment from season three on the television series yeah. that really blows your mind as a fan of that. Yeah. Um, but it kind of turns into how, like, we went, and it, that's funny, is it, it turns into us when we're trying to explain Batman versus Superman, the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. We're like, well, you have to read this to understand Bam. why this looks yeah. good to make, you know. Yes. It, that's exactly what it does. Yes. So, so if you want to think of it in a reverse manner, Batman versus Superman is kind of a tie-in <laughs> into the movie world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, moviegoers, yeah. it kind of shuts out. People that are not people. already fans. Yep, yep. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I will say that the thing is, and even as, like, uh, one of our customers brought up, uh, they got they got back into comics from these, these tie-in comics. A so, million percent. So, so I think that tie-in comics are very good for, um, as you said, I don't, like you said, your friends now. Yeah. They read other comics now, not just the Lucas stand. Uh, they have not expanded into other comics. Okay. But they are coming to their local comic book store and giving money to us in okay. a way that... So maybe, so there's a possibility that they'll go, hey, what's this comic here? And maybe we'll start reading that. Uh, yeah, I think that, w- if anything, it gives them an idea on how to process a comic book. Yes. And from there, they'll be able to actually, if I give them a comic book, it won't be so difficult yeah. for them to follow, you know, the the pages and the following the lines of how to read one. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, so I, I definitely think the tying comics as a business are good for some of that, for, for bringing in some mm. folks who, you know, have never read comics or don't know how it works, you know, things like that. Because yeah. uh, I think that I think that some people will um, will look at things a little bit differently. I think that for hardcore fans, um, and, and even going back to what Sean's talking about, Sean's, you know, us three, we think about a lot of things from a comic book perspective because we're all comic book fans. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of people, if they're fans of something, and if they're not into comics, they don't know that it's written well okay poorly you know what i mean they just go this is more blank this is more about you know this tv show this movie this video game mm-hmm. and it depends if they are people who absolutely love it um if they are somebody who just cannot get enough they buy the novels they buy the shoes they buy whatever comes out mm-hmm. you know and they say oh it's gonna there's gonna be a comic book you know uh, for us, we may look at that and go, "The art's not good, the writing's not very good." Um, you know, right, right. What, what's you know, you know, this isn't worth our time. Right. They're going to buy every six, all six issues, right? Because they, you know, so, so it's hard to talk about, you know, it's hard to talk about the merits of something when it's from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. As a comic book fan, as somebody who just likes comic books, how right. do you know, how do we feel about tie-in comics? You know, I think we're all in agreement. If it's written well, if it's drawn well, if it's something interesting, then it has legs. If it's just something that's for fans, comic book people probably are not going to jump on board. Correct. But if you're a fan of that subject, if you love Star Trek, 
and you want Star Trek every month, you're going to be picking up the Star Trek comic book. Right. And it doesn't matter uh, if the guy who loves Batman is reading Star Trek. No. You know, um, uh, and and or Star Wars or whatever else yeah. it is. So it's it's an interesting. It's an it was an interesting question to uh, to to ponder. Yeah. So what I was thinking that we could close on is what what tie-ins we actually do enjoy and we follow mm. ourselves. Okay. Um. Uh. I. I. I have a few. Um. I know that uh, Star Wars Darth Vader that we were talking about. We kind of we kind of agree that that's I one kind of. Well, I kind of touch on all the Star Wars stuff personally. I get I get everything Star Wars, so, so yes, that's definitely one for me. Some of them I enjoy more than others. Mm-hmm. So, like Princess the Princess Leia one was okay. Uh, yeah. The Lando one was okay. Lando one was alright. Yeah. I like the Lando one. Quite the bit. Star Wars and the Darth Vader ones I like quite a lot. One hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. for tie in through a through a movie that's kind of setting you up for the sure. future movies, these sure. are good. Yeah. Um, so I the d- Buffy ones I never read, but I never watched. I read Buffy some of either. the early right. stuff. I read some <laughs> of the early stuff. I mean, I've watched the entire show, so I think I read the first two years worth. I think. Does, were they uh, worth reading? Yeah, I mean, were they enjoy? Did they continue the story? Oh yeah, in yeah, absolutely. If they Buffy, the f- yeah, if you're a Buffy fan, you got to read the comics. Yeah. Um, do I think that you guys should read them since you haven't watched the show? No, because <laughs> you guys will not understand or care. I'm about curious how many of... people might have read them and then went back and watched the show. Uh, Me? Yeah. I wonder, I, how, I wonder how often I, that happens. I really don't know. No. If you have, have done that, answer. you should put that in a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't have an answer. Yeah, that comment, question. Uh, come comment on Facebook. Uh, let I'd us love know. to hear that story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because uh, so here's a here's a good one. Penny Dreadful. Yes. Mm. I'm curious if because I know Penny Dreadful was only two or three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah, and they it was ended abruptly. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they basically didn't tell anybody they were ending, yeah. and then they yeah, ended three, it. Yeah, Correct. Three and but the comic was coming out right at the end there, so I'm wondering how much is going to feed into that. Like I, that's yeah. that's yeah. something I don't no, know. Either, no, I get but it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything like I think I actually want to read that Dragon Age because I love that video game. The, the yeah, yeah the couple yeah. issues that I read were awesome, and then we sold out of so, so many so quickly, and now we're waiting on a trade. Because yeah. I'm uh, totally reading trade. That's fine. I thought I thought that was really good. I um, was reading Invader Zim, mm-hmm. but like I said, it falls flat compared to what the cartoon was with the voice acting and with sure. all the animation. The interesting thing about that is like I totally read in the voices that I heard. So yeah. if I were I do too, but, but it just wasn't clicking. It's the quirky way that the characters act and right. and the voice acting. That's interesting so for me it's it's like reading because i've read simpsons comics and i like the treehouse of horror comics but even them i it's like i'm like this is too flat there's not enough movement it's just yeah it's It's just just it's a Mm -hmm. i don't care as much i guess i don't know yeah um so kevin uh, conroy is always the batman voice that i read (laughs) in so that's pretty funny um uh just recently announced at new york comic-con um, they're going to be doing a comic book series based in uh, some novels that I have read. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, Jack Campbell. He's done some uh, science fiction, pretty straightforward science fiction military uh, books. He has like, I don't know how many, like 12 books or something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've read I've read the first handful of them. And they announced they're going to be doing a comic. Oh. And so I will be picking that up because, I, I like I said, I enjoyed that that. Those books, so so that's coming out that I'll be picking up. Do we count X Men '92 as a tie-in? Uh, I guess that is interesting because it is based <laughs> off the cartoon. Because um, I, I, I well, really and then there's and then yeah, there's I read that was. because of its. Batman and TMNT because you like loved it. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> that just like got me. Amped. Batman and TMNT, the new one that they're going to be coming out with. Yeah, 
Are you going to pick up that? The animated Batman and the animated Turtles. Yes. You're talking to the guy who's a Turtles I and might, Batman yes. fan. Yeah. I know he's going to do that. Yeah, I, I loved... I love this last Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Turtles the, crossover. So. The last one was good. You can buy some of the original art. You can't buy some of the original art. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys pay me. You know I can't. <laughs> There's like... He sold the cover to number one for $10,000. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then I can. Then I can. So, I mean, uh, I, def- I definitely picked up the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thought that was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a... Uh, I'm a big science fiction and fantasy book reader, so when they do tie-ins with that, just like we talked about before, if I'm a fan of that, I will pick it up. Uh, I am I am waiting for the day that one of my favorite science fiction authors, John Scalzi, for people out there uh, mm-hmm. that may read science fiction, if like he did one guy that was like, oh, oh yeah, that's fine, John Scalzi, John Scalzi, as he pushes up his glasses, yes. he actually <laughs> so, took my glasses so, just to do so, that. So, so the guy out there or woman who said, oh, John Scalzi, you rock on, <laughs> you rock on. Uh, I love him. You're not alone. <laughs> yes, I love I love his his work, and I think that it would be fantastic as some comics if they were to do it. And I think that he would I think that he would be a fantastic comic book writer. Mm-hmm. So, the day that they announce that he he'll do something, I will absolutely be there. Excellent. So so uh, definitely on that. So like Game of Thrones, I was picking those up when they were coming out. That's mm-hmm. uh, I, I oh yeah, I forgot about the Game of Thrones comic yep. for some strange reason. Yep. Well, so, so the guy who wrote the Game of Thrones comics, he was the guy who wrote The Expanse. And now that he's been doing his own thing, he I have has... The Expanse because of you. I have to watch that. You need to watch it. Yeah. Yes. I love that series as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's only okay. like 10 episodes, so you yeah, can get yeah. through it real easy. quick. But, uh, but I was getting the Game of Thrones stuff. I have some of the Dresden Files stuff. I am not caught up where a lot of people are. I've only read the first couple books, enjoyed them, read a couple of the miniseries, enjoyed them. Uh, that's where um, Ardian Sayef got his start, was in the Dresden File comic books. He's the one who does some stuff for uh, mostly DC, but he's also done some Marvel stuff. Another as well. one I picked up was Batman 66 meets Green Hornet. Oh, yep. Uh, Batman 66 <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman that's going to be coming out. Yep. I think that'll be fun. I also got that signed by Adam West. Um, I usually buy all the Shadow comics. Uh, I'm a big, quite, well, so a big Shadow fan. Did you did you ever read any of the Tomb Raider comics? Tomb Raiders, no. Because they've been going on for a while, and I kind of yes. jumped on and jumped off of that. I remember you telling me... For some reason, ju- for, so going back to the video game thing, that's the only one I think I've actually attempted to read three or four times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I want to have that same... Same thing. Archaeological yes. lore with adventure. Mm-hmm. That's totally a good feel, too. You can If you can get that feel out of the comic book, it would really... Well, especially from the new uh, games that they've the been put out games, recently, yeah. which have been excellent. That's true. But. Yeah. Uh, but even the going into stuff that like doesn't work, I picked up a couple of the Battlestar Galactica omnibuses because the show is one of my top oh, five yeah. favorite the shows of all redo. time. The redo, the redo, not the not the original nineteen eighties one. No, I tried to even watch that. even those uh, they're pretty wacky, uh, but but it's still kind of fun. But yeah, pretty the, wacky. He says they're pretty wacky, uh, but the <laughs> yes the the yeah no the, the the reboot that they did on Sci Fi, I yes. love that. I have it on Blu Ray. I watch it. I've watched it. I think tw- twice all the way through. Sexy uh, Sci 
pylons. And uh, and I and I pick episodes every once in a while to watch. Uh, one is going to be the the, the uh, one's going to be the <laughs> one with the boxing ring. I watch that one quite. Get a bit. out all your frustrations. I, I like that. that. In the face. And the beginning of season three, uh, that one was fantastic. The, the rescue him off. That was yeah, probably my favorite. That episode was fantastic. Of the series. So so yeah. I went oh comic books Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Let's check it it's out. It's almost easy. You're like, and and it's not the same. <laughs> so so it definitely has to. Uh, but I think that if you and here's, I mean, we don't want to go that, on well, for I think all the Battlestar night, Galactica stuff is something that you have to. I think you need the emotion behind it well, to tell th- the story. I think you need the emotion. And I think that you need to tell. I, I think you need to tell different stories. And I think that you need to. I think that tie-in comics are good when they add to the world. Correct. I don't think. Says I think, the guy that bought Force Awakens as a movie. Yeah, that's well. I mean, that's. I'm just gonna set this right here. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, man. It's a five issue series. It is. Um, oh, it's just really great. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not saying it's the best of the Star Wars comics. I'm just saying it's fine. I like that Batman and Robin, you know, movie. <laughs> the movie. Tie-in. Well, I'm actually gonna go buy that just to have it in my. So I can be as crazy. as I remember that. being a little kid and ask and when that Mommy, movie came out. Give me a little Zach voice. I love Mommy, little Zach voice. Can we buy the Batman and Robin comic book? Oh my god! And it took me there. And it was and, too real. And it was at Mile High Comics. Oh, where? Never that? heard of that place. I've yes. never. Yeah. Was, can we beat that out? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, and and they had it for seventeen dollars. So. Um, um, it's okay. Mom. Then you came over here and I sold you something. That's right. That's right. Sixteen oh two, actually. <laughs> but um, and how much was it? Uh, Twenty dollars. Yeah, I beat my oh, high. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that when it comes to, to some of those things like Battlestar Galactica, if they had done something different or added to the world in some way. Uh, might I think, have been received it, I think it could have been cool. Yeah, I think that they had good. They had good writers. They had Greg Pak writing a lot of the Battlestar Galactica uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. Some of the art was not very good, but some of it was good. But I mean, I definitely, you know, tried it out since I was a Battlestar Galactica fan. Yeah. So, uh, it would they if they did another Battlestar Galactica uh, with the reboot? Would I read it? Depends upon. You know what you're doing. If if it's gonna be like, if it's gonna be something cool, something that we don't know about that happened during the show, or even after the show ended, what happened when they get on the planet or something, could mm-hmm. be fun. So I don't and know. Find out they're all angels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so the I mean I feel like we've said our piece about the tie-ins. So for those of you listening, be on the lookout for the next new comic book, the I Want More Comics comic that's, that's coming out. That's right. Uh, it's going to tell the story of Keith and his adventures now that he's running solo out there. It's actually going to be pretty sweet. I mean, it's <laughs> only get, for it's for a Stan niche group. To draw this. Yeah. <laughs> it's for um it's for a, we can make a, a niche comic group, book, guys. We can make a comic. <laughs> it's for a Wait, niche group, let's, but let's think it's about for this. a niche group. Yeah, yeah. It's for a niche group that really like welcome to the street. podcast. So, comics, so, so <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, let us know if would you <laughs> buy or pick oh, God, up? No. Oh God, I said more comics. It was a joke. It started as a joke. <laughs> no, I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> so, one of one of our one of our good friends. 
He's um, gonna has done a comic book about comic book nerds. That's true. Yes, and it's actually a really subculture is a really good comic. It's really good. So that would be hilarious if we did a comic book <laughs> like a short like four page little ash can. That would be pretty fun. So let us know. Zach is gonna go off in this La La Land, and Let's Sean do and I are gonna get back into reality while you guys, you, you the people, wait for another you the week. People, let me know <laughs> to listen. Let me to know our next I podcast. More comics. <laughs> Lock Richie up. Until, Lock him up. Until next time, we'll talk to you then. Can't do it wrong.